Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hi, and thanks for tuning in. I wanted to remind you of our Road to a 1,000 Subscribers giveaway that we have going on our YouTube channel. If you subscribe and have a public profile, you'll be entered to win a free RX Smart Gear original jump rope. You'll get to pick the pattern of the handles, the color and weight of the cable, and you'll be getting one of the best-selling, best-performing jump ropes out there. Every time we hit a new century mark with the number of subscribers to our channel, we'll randomly select a new winner. And our friend Dave Newman is going to throw in a little something extra for each winner. So a special thanks to our sponsor, RX Smart Gear, to Dave Newman for being such a great partner, and to you for being a loyal listener. Good luck, and I hope you are our next winner. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. I wanted to talk to you about our new sponsor, Element 26. They are an innovative company producing lots of products around the CrossFit, Strongman, powerlifting space. They have weightlifting belts. They have knee sleeves. They have thumb tape. Um, they have these cool little straps that go around the bars when you're um, trying to attach a bar to the rig and maybe using it for low bar work like pull-ups for little kids or some modifications for like um, bar muscle-ups when you're trying to teach someone to do them. And you know how you wrap those rubber bands around the rig and the J-hook to kind of keep everything straight? Well, they made straps for that. And their straps kind of like the straps you use for rings. Um, they have a really secure um, system on it and you can wrap around the bar and keep that nice and secure. I love their innovation. Their, um, their product development team is top notch and they're just coming up with really um, different ideas for our space. So check them out at element26.co. That's element26.co and tell them cat singing. <laughs> love it, love it. All right, guys, so here we are. We are back with second time appearance for the Mr. Josh Hicks. How are you, Josh? I'm good. So remind everybody sort of what your role has been. Um, let's say West Coast Classic. That was the last time we sort of saw you in person. Um, and we're going to talk about some new stuff that you've got going on that I'm really excited to share with everybody. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been doing um, more and more uh, medical teams for different events. Uh, I guess the most recent one I just got done with was uh, Rogue Invitational, which I saw uh, Scott at. And it was a, it's probably one of the highlights of my year just because of the uh, level of competition and the team that I have. It's a more um, intimate, uh, more intimate group of uh, individuals. We don't have a vast number of people at that event. So um, everybody that's there is pretty heavily on the experienced side. So it's, a, you know, it's able to Able to be a little more laid back if you want to call a medical team laid back, that would be. Hey, can I ask you a quick question about that, Josh? Yeah. So yeah. you're not, you don't normally deal with strong men. No, no, that was that, new. That gets thrown at you at this event. And what was that like? Well, um, one of our more seasoned members, uh, he actually wasn't able to make it to um, the Rogue Invitational because his he's a paramedic like me, uh, works two two counties over from me. Um, his ambulance was actually involved in a wreck and he broke his shoulder. So he wasn't able to make it. Um, but he does strongman. And when I, a lot of people don't know this because you know, my stature, I'm kind of built like a yard gnome, but, uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, started, uh, CrossFit with Rob Orlando and, uh, CrossFit strongman. And, um, I did hybrid athletics and I think it was called it's just hybrid athletics now, but I, I believe at the time it was uh, strongmanwad.com. So I was using a lot of Atlas stones and I was a little familiar with it. Um, I've, I've taken a step back from that, uh, obviously, <laughs> um, but my friend Strozier has stayed with it and he 
is a staple of the med team. So I was able to reach out to him and speak to him directly and say, hey, uh, is there any type of information that you might be able to put out here that we could adjust our treatment for these athletes? And uh, he gave us a full a full spill of it. So something new that we did at the Invitational that I don't really have a whole lot of experience with, you know, in between rounds or events is oxygen administration. And those were some very, very large humans. Uh, so to feed <laughs> To feed that, uh, to feed that muscle takes a little extra oxygen, uh, you know, um, in between the events, they would, they would take their own, <laughs> their own oxygen mass that we had set up for them. So it was a learn on the fly situation, but we, you know, we're, we're pretty used to doing that. <laughs> the med team. Was that, was that a clinical situation? Like, were you actually taking their pulse ox and seeing that they were low or was that just something that they're accustomed to having? That's a, that's a great question. Um, when they came to me with that, I, it kind of, kind of took me back a little bit. Uh, and I, I asked them do do any of them have any type of clinical, um, issues that would require them to have that. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking if, if they need oxygen, <laughs> why are we competing on this level, you know? Right. And, uh, but it's, it's something that they're accustomed to, um, they give extreme bursts of, you know, you see a CrossFit athlete go 20 minutes into a workout and they're gasping, but they recover fairly quick. And then if you look at the amount of muscle tissue from Brian Shaw versus Patrick Vellner, that's a massive difference. So to get that caught up, it's, it's basically to help, um, help flush, um, new, oxygen-laden um, blood into the, into the muscles to help kind of carry away the lactic acid. And they are more accustomed to it because they're higher level of competitions like the Arnold and stuff like that. They keep it available for them. So we just wanted them to be um, more at home with it, something that they were more, you know, I wouldn't call it a clinical thing like anybody was um, <clears throat> dropping below 80% oxygen when they were walking 12 feet. But, you know, it was, it was something that would help them perform at a higher level. Very and cool. I think, uh, I, I think not a lot of people, um, I, they had their world, um, their world finals, I think is what they call it. They had their world finals literally two weeks prior to the invitational. So a lot of these guys were still recovering from an, uh, you know, a CrossFit games level competition. And then two weeks later doing this. So, you know, they were, they were already pretty, <laughs> pretty beat up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I learned too, that they call it a contest. It's not yes, a competition. Yes. Contest, yes, contest is the, yeah. the nomenclature that they use. We have to get used to all these new, these new nuances. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm learning as everybody else does as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's your sort of normal gig. We know you're a paramedic for your real life. And then, mm -hmm. you know, at these events, you're, you're heading up these medical teams to support the athletes in any way that they need support. Um, but you've come up with this really cool educational piece um, that I'm personally very interested in for myself. And I, it seems like um, you've got all kinds of spokes coming out, you know, on all sides to sort of figure this thing out. So tell us a little bit about, and it's called, tell me what it's called. The Medic Rx. The Medic Rx. So the Medic Prescription. I love it. And it's an educational curriculum that you've created to teach people what? Uh, so, you know, I've looked at this over the past few years being involved with uh, the CrossFit uh, Games medical team and doing, you know, different events like the regionals and um, would be another good uh, invitational. And what I what I found was when I would go to these uh, these events, there there would be other um, team leads for like the equipment crew or just just people in general that were there working and that were affiliate owners or coaches. And they would pull me to the side and ask me questions, you know, hey this is a great event. I see what you guys are doing. What if this happened in my affiliate? And that got me thinking, why, why has this not been addressed by CrossFit? You know, if, if I feel like it's something that CrossFit wants out there because they want their, um, their, their level one, level two, level three, level four, their certified trainers to have CPR and to have first aid. Um, but there's not really a resource for it. Like you would, you know, we had CrossFit gymnastics, CrossFit strongman and, and, I, I felt like it would be something that would be very beneficial across the board. You know, it's something that it's a skill you could use, not just inside the affiliate, but also outside 
uh, in the real world and, and it's a transferable skill. So um, I feel like a lot of times, and, and we've had some discussions like this within the med team, uh, within the pers- uh, personnel of the med team that, you know, we, we kind of take this for granted because we do this day in and day out, you know, CPR, first aid, we, not that we want to, but you know, it's, we do it day in and day out. So we take it for uh, granted that everybody knows it. And while everybody might be familiar with the concepts of it, nobody's really ever actually trained. And the, uh, another thing that I feel like um, could be very beneficial to the, um, to the affiliate atmosphere as a whole is that whenever one of these situations happens, whenever, um, you know, you have an emergency, whether it's from a hand tear to somebody falls and fractures an arm to an actual cardiac arrest, whenever you get into these situations, if you're at the gym and you're going through a CrossFit class and you miss your snatch or you're unable to transition over the rings into a muscle up, whenever this situation presents itself, the first person you look to to control that situation or to help guide you is the coach. So I feel like everybody, all your coaching staff, anybody that's uh, you know level one or all the way up to a uh, um, level four, they're they're versed in this kind of training, but give them the situation where somebody falls into cardiac arrest, whether you're prepared or not, every single person in that class is going to be looking to you because you're the point of authority. So this is something my, the curriculum that I've, I've been working on developing here and the, the two day seminar layout that we've got is not only to give the knowledge, but to kind of give a little bit of a controlled environment, um, um, expertise to it so that people can get the experience before it happens. Cause you know, as, as we all know, if you have the knowledge, if the knowledge is there, if you develop it, um, it just having knowledge can take some of the fear out of that situation. And if you just are the calmest voice in the room, you have absolutely no idea how much that can help control a situation. And then, you know, this, this entire thing breaks down into affiliate owners and coaches you can get into a liability situation. Did this person do the most that they could do to uh, create a more positive outcome for the person afflicted by the injury or cardiac arrest? And these are all questions that if you just go try to take a local CPR class, you're going to get a pretty generalized answer. But if you have people that not only do this for a living, but are very well versed in the CrossFit environment and work on a medical aspect for some of the biggest events that you watch, um, you know, around, uh, around the globe uh, year round for the CrossFit Games, Wadapalooza, all of these events, you can get a very, very, very specialized area, a niche, if, if you would, that, um, that, that I don't think you would get at a standard class. And we're also, um, you know, we're, we're um, going to be developing a first aid that leans a little more towards the CrossFit side, um, which are, you know, like hand tears. These things are, are things we're all familiar with. We're deeply familiar with um, <laughs> box jump wounds. I mean, everybody's familiar with that. So, but how do we take care of it? You know, how do we minimize scarring? How do you cut down on... Um, uh, infection. But the biggest thing for an affiliate owner or coach, how do you decontaminate these surfaces once they've been affected by a body substance? And, you know, everybody wants to spray bleach on it, but that doesn't necessarily do what you need to do. So why not have the people that do this professionally at these events train you on what we do there? And that's that's kind of the concept behind it and, and the drive and where it came from. Yeah. And I, I really like the fact that it's standardized. Right. It's standardizing sort of these protocols for with with the sport and the the. Gosh, what's the word? The the methodology that we use for training. Right. It's got that sort of in the background and in within that context, because you go and take a basic, you know, um, life saving course like your CPR and your first aid. And it's, you know, some of the scenarios just aren't necessarily, you know, the context of them don't make sense in the gym setting. Um, so I really do like that. And I was actually interested or or sort of surprised by the fact that we don't address any of this in the level one or the level two whatsoever. And it was only until I started studying for my level three, did some of this stuff start to come up a little bit about decontamination, a little bit about Mm -hmm. injury prevention, 
um, a little bit about medical waivers and, and things like that for your affiliate, but it's not until that level. And so many coaches, you know, don't go for their level three, you know, they're, they're the level one, they're level two, they're renewing every five years. So um, I think it's awesome that it's going to, you know, hopefully become some somewhat of a staple within the curriculum that people can just take, get your CEUs for your level three, um, you know, check that box and feel a lot more confident knowing that you're getting this training and it's, and it's in the lens of within the lens of CrossFit. Yes. And you know, that was, that was one of the big things when I sat down, I have uh, three or four people that I've been talking to for a while about this. Um, and, and to name a, th- uh, a few and not to drop names, but, uh, Todd Widman and, um, um, Boz, Adrian, they, they've been a, a, a pretty big, um, influence on me in doing this, just, uh, you know, their, their demeanor about things and that they'll always reach out when we're at events and have me come and talk to some of the judging staff that are there. And we'll kind of go through what we expect. Um, if we're given a situation like this and just, you know, that education that, that opened up, um, that education right there, it's very informal and it's, it's very quick, but, uh, whenever you are given this information from somebody who's very familiar with the atmosphere or what's going on right then in that area, kind of takes the edge out of it. So if you know what to expect, maybe it is an unknowable and uh, un, you know unrecognizable situation sometimes. But if you have a, a laid out plan or at least a thought process moving that way and know that somebody else there is prepared for it, takes the edge off of it. So um, they, they've been instrumental in, in getting me the right contacts and letting me know um, how I needed to lay this out. And, and it's just been it's been very, very good. And, um, you know, somebody else that, uh, that I've been reaching out to a lot that's been kind of guiding me down the right channels is um, Dale King. He uh, owns Doc Spartan. Um, he's an affiliate representative and he's been a huge, huge source of information just in laying this out. Um, I, and I feel like I, I'm not saying that CrossFit didn't plan for this or anything. I just I felt like that the level of experience that um, myself and my team and, and, and some of the med team members have gained doing these events, it, it's pretty unique and you can't get that in a classroom. And I found myself relaying this information in a very informal setting hundreds of times over every event people just hey man uh, can you come over here i just had some questions for my affiliate when i get back home and it'd be a member of the, the equipment team or you know it'd be uh somebody down on the judging staff in between events just asking questions and i kind of give them a, a rundown on what we do and then they would say you really need to kind of put this together this would be great to have you kind of go through this with us. And, and I never really thought about it until I started talking to, you know, Boz and Dale and, and Todd. And then that kind of really, it, it opened up the, I guess, the creative juices, if you want to call it that, got them flowing and got the thought process going. And I think this is the sum of, if you want it done right, do it yourself. Um, I just had this plan and I wanted to make sure that it followed the right, um, the right method that I felt would relay the information in the most beneficial way to um, um, affiliate owners and coaches. And that's kind of where we ended up here. And there were some formalities that we've been working on for a little bit that are, um, they're smoothing out right now, but uh, you know, I'm going through every aspect and every Avenue that I can to make this as um, accredited and as official as possible. Uh, If, if you are familiar with CPR, there's, um, AHA, the American Heart Association, they do a lot of CPR courses and classes. Um, But in order to teach one of those classes, you have to be an AHA certified instructor, which is fine. Uh, I used to do that at a a company that I worked for. And then you have to have somebody who has access to an AHA training center. That's where you organize these classes and set everything up. Um, Once the class is organized, then when you pass, you get your certification through that course. And that process has been kind of difficult to get to with AHA um, in that AHA looks to an area for how many training centers are in the area so they don't get, you know, flooded with training centers. And they they weren't really looking at that I wanted to do this worldwide. I want to make this um, available worldwide and not just locally. And my area is pretty heavily doused. In if Yeah, that would be the term I would use. <laughs> it's pretty heavily doused in AHA 
training center. So I wasn't able to open that one, which was fine. It actually opened up another avenue. The um, American Safety and Health Institute, ASHI, uh, they're also internationally recognized. So the Medic RX, I'm now a level four ASHI instructor, um, which will cover everything from bloodborne pathogens down to CPR, first aid, AED. Um, I know a lot of affiliates have some AED stuff, and I want to make sure that they're getting training that's, you know, that you might run into uh, in an affiliate like that. Um, but along with that, we're going to add in decontamination, and these certifications can come through ASHI. And now that I'm a level four, uh, we were able to, um, I, I was able to reach out to some resources I had at ASHI and the Medic RX is now an official training center for ASHI so we can control all 100% of all of our classes and courses and they're all accredited and licensed. So that so was I, That's awesome. So just for some clarification, Josh, I don't want to assume too much. Is this going to be a recognized curriculum with CrossFit? Uh, that's what we're going for right now. I actually, um, Boz sent me the, the correct um, email channels to go through uh, with CrossFit training. So I'm in the process right now. I've been speaking with them over the past couple of weeks and I'm going, I'm doing a, um, a course or case study on it. Um, and I've got uh, some statistics I'm putting down there, things that I want to do, uh, generalized layout for the seminar, all of this information. Um, as, as you can tell, I like the sound of my own voice. So I'll talk to a wall and uh, I'll translate that into typing as well. So I'm able to uh, get uh, quite a decent amount of information put down on paper. So I'm, I'm hoping that um, I can have some discussions with them very soon, uh, which I have been in discussions with CrossFit for a course like this for uh, the greater part of a year, uh, opened up the first conversations um, with uh, Eric Rosa. I actually talked to him at was it West Coast. I talked to him at West Coast about um, this course. And I, of course, I'd talked to uh, Boz and, and Todd and they everybody is is super supportive of it. And, you know, I, I really want it to succeed. I'm pretty passionate about it. And you may not be to this point yet, but, but as you're talking about putting down stats and, and things like that, have you looked into the possibility of what it would do for insurance rates for affiliate owners to be certified in something like this um, up front? So I have um, I have done a little bit of research and, and the insurance platform for affiliates is it's pretty varied. Um, but yes, some of them, if their staff are all um, I know that they get a, a some some companies. What was it? Hiscox Insurance. I think they um, if you have an AED on site, that gives you a, a premium drop. If all of your staff are trained CPR and AED certified, that gives you a drop. Um, and, and see, this entire thing came about. This entire thought process kind of got fast tracked for me because I was thinking in terms of covid you know, our, our affiliates, we just came out of a, I would probably classify this as the dark ages for any fitness <laughs> center, but specifically CrossFit, you know, very community based. And they took our community away. And um, I felt like if we had a course like this, you could present this to, um, you know, municipalities or local governments. Hey, my staff is trained on this. We're trained not only on health and safety, but also on decontamination. And, um, you know, that is that's one of the primary things that that I wanted to push into it. That's where this came from, believe it or not, not CPR, but the decontamination, because I wanted our affiliate communities opened back up. And I, I, I felt like, what can I do personally that that could benefit this? And this was it. Yeah, I, I think that's that's gold right there. One, we're supposed to be the solution to a problem yeah. and we don't want to be the cause of any problems. And so by like just a decontamination alone, I mean, we prevent spread of different viruses, not just COVID. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. And uh, there's a whole lot of things um, in there that people don't think about. Um, you know, if you hear and I, I don't want to go into too much detail, but if you hear um, hepatitis, everybody always thinks, "Ooh, gross. It's ever, you know, but there's five or six different types of it and it can survive on so many different surfaces and you know you may be carrying it and not even realize it and you skin your shin on a box and then somebody goes and sits down on that and they have rope burn on their leg well now they've been exposed so i feel like decontamination can affect so much more than covid um even i mean think about flu season or if you've got um um a uh, kid's room and somebody has chicken pox i mean that kind of stuff is uh 
it's something that um, that can can be hugely beneficial in multiple areas. Yeah. So what else? What are some of the other fun sort of ancillary tools that you're using to sort of bring all this together? We were talking before the podcast about, you know, something you got going on on YouTube, social media. Like, what are all the what are all the tentacles of this? So um, right now we started out um, kind of ashamed to, to say it. Uh, all I really have going right now is a YouTube channel. Uh, an Instagram and an email that is a Gmail. Uh, I've started a Shopify channel because we want to go into um, being able to set up some very specific first aid kits. Uh, and I can kind of go through my thought process on that um, momentarily. But um, I've been working on on these different these different facets. The big thing is for the YouTube channel. Uh, I want to make sure that there's you know information that can be disseminated down that um, can kind of highlight what we can offer in the seminar for you, but also help the general public. You know, if, if you um, already are a uh, CPR, like let's say you're a, a paramedic like myself, you already have CPR, you already have first aid, you've already got these things and you take, um, you, you just want kind of a, a CrossFit spin on it, how, how this would be different in a CrossFit environment. That's what I want the YouTube channel for. And I want to be able to break down certain scenarios and um, certain events that we might see on um, social media that happen um, in, in a CrossFit affiliate and then break them down a little bit. So that's, that's kind of the outlet for right now, but. Yeah, I love it. And so um is the curriculum completely written? I mean, minus any changes, obviously, that might CrossFit might have for you to be, you know, part of their toolkit. Yeah. So um, the CPR portion, the first aid portion, the bloodborne pathogens, they are written through ASHI. But uh, being a training center, I'm allowed to add certain very specific information, which we're working on tying into it now so that it would be a very, very, very customized CPR, AED, first aid, uh, and decontamination that is specific to CrossFit. Yes, you could use it outside. Yes, it's still going to be accredited, but I want to make sure that it is hugely beneficial to the affiliate uh, communities at large. So basically, you can add to, but you can't cut away from what's there so that it remains certified through them, correct? Correct. That is correct. Um, and we'll uh, hold on just a second. Oh, I got the battery flash. Sorry. <laughs> I thought I had it plugged up. I guess I didn't have it locked in all the way. That's the uh, uh, yeah, second so, time in, in a week we've had that happen to us. Yeah. it. Uh, I, I thought I had it, it kicked in the side there, but it, it just started flashing. So um, there's that unknown and un, unplanable situation. Um, just didn't involve blood or chest compressions. So, um, yeah, so we're, um, uh, we're going to be adding some stuff to it uh, specifically for CrossFit, which is, is the ultimate goal here. You know, we want this to be a, a very um, affiliate minded and focused um, certification. Something that we're also adding into it is that, uh, most of your CPR certifications, most of your first aid, um, basic first aid, advanced first aid, any of this stuff, it goes out every two years. So what we want to do is make sure that people can take this cert at a very discounted rate so that they can keep up these credentials. Um, and we're and, and that's another use for the YouTube, the YouTube channel. We want to make sure that the YouTube channel, um, you know, all of this, all this technology, all this information for um, CPR first aid. Uh, things are changing daily. You know, technology changes things. And I want to make sure that this information, there's no reason that if there's a new um, type of bandage that becomes the staple of how we're going to fix hand tears or how we're going, going to um, uh, splint a dislocated wrist or something like that, it's going to become a staple. Well, you don't need to go retake this course if that is the only aspect. So we're going to use the our social media. We're going to use the YouTube channel as an educational purpose for that. Uh, something else that we're, we're looking at doing is uh, maybe reaching out and doing a shorter, uh, maybe even an online seminar for Stop the Bleed class. Um, and, and we there's a, a ton of different outlets here that are uh, safety uh, concern for most affiliates or or coaches or even athletes at that um, at that matter that uh, these these concerns just need I feel like they just need to be addressed and that's kind of you know where we're going with it and um, yeah I think that's uh, 
that's pretty much where we're at on the curriculum. You know, it's, it's going to have a very, very heavy um, CrossFit feel to it. And there's going to be a whole lot of the area in this that's going to be very specific to the affiliate. Have you been able to find volunteers to, to on purpose miss a box jump so that you can show this on a YouTube video? Uh, you know, I actually uh, was thinking about talking to some uh, games athletes, friends of mine, and see if they want to be victimized on uh, on the videos and on channels so that uh, we can use them as a, a recognized face. But um, no, we uh, we're going to uh, my, my goal is to actually be able to go to some affiliates and do some videos with some very recognized, uh, very recognized faces just so that, you know, we can get the get the word out, you know, that this is important and the entire community from games athletes all the way down to your 10 member gyms in a hometown um, can benefit from this and we all care about it. So that's, you know, that's, that's kind of where we're at with it right now, but yeah. Are you volunteering to be one of the first? Uh, no, sir. Okay. No, I've, I've done yeah. that to myself enough times. Uh, I've hit my quota and uh, my doctor says no more loss of blood. Okay. All right. That'll be fine. That'll be fine. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I think this is a, a good um, a good point to note something that will be added in this. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way if I can make it into the certification or if it'll just be an area that we touch on. Uh, and this is going to be pretty specific to coaches, especially affiliate owners. Being in in nine one one in the nine nine one one atmosphere and being a paramedic, one of the most important things that you can do. Uh, for a victim or somebody, um, you know, a patient, somebody that's injured is to get the correct information that we need when we show up in the ambulance. And I cannot tell you the number of times I've shown up on scene um, at uh, a basketball game where a kid's fallen and he's broken his arm. And I walk up and I say, hey, um, does anybody have any information on on this kid? We're taking to the ER. And they say, yeah, his name is Johnny Smith. And He's 12 years old and he's wearing one black sock, one pink sock, and he likes peanut butter and jelly. Well, that information does me literally no good at all. So what we want to do is develop um, an actual form that we'll have templates for um, to get. And I'm, I'm calling it in the in the layout for the course, like in the syllabus on our Instagram. You can get on the Instagram, uh, the Medic RX, and, and you can see I, I've posted some pictures up of a syllabus of how we want to lay out each day. And there's an area in there that talks about expert transmission of information to emergency services. So we're going to take time to sit down with the class to break down the information that is pertinent to that situation and what we need to give it um, to give it to the emergency personnel, because uh, that information gathering can slow down a treatment process tremendously. And, you know, I've, I've worked cardiac arrest before where uh, we've got somebody back and it's been a heart attack or, um, you know, they've had some type of massive cardiac problem and we've got a pulse back on them and the person's still not quite with it enough to answer questions. And I give them, you know, morphine to help treat this and they're allergic to morphine. Well, now I've got five new problems to deal with that if that information had been given to me to begin with, I have other things I can give that they're not allergic to. And that is a hugely beneficial thing that I think a lot of times is overlooked. Um, and, and we and the reason that I put this um, into the curriculum is working events like um, Wadapalooza and working at the games and regionals. Even we've we've had some patients, um, some athletes that have been injured and their treatment process for their injury was slowed down because the correct information wasn't given to the to the personnel because we assumed that information had been gathered and it wasn't. So we're wanting to get rid of that and develop that knowledge, because if the knowledge is there then you can speed up the process. And a lot of times in these injuries, and especially a cardiac arrest, um, time is muscle and, and, you know, muscle of the heart. And if you're not recovering that muscle from the heart, then the chances of them surviving drop, um, they decrease drastically over time. So we just want to speed that process up. You mentioned a, a specific uh, first aid kit that you want to try to put together. What, what does that look like? So what we're looking at doing is developing three, um, three first aid kits, and we want to make sure that we can get them um, 
I'm talking with a few companies right now. I won't go into detail about who they are yet because we don't know who we're going to end up being able to use for this. Um, but we want to keep, obviously, we want to keep the cost down so that it's easily accessible to the general public as well as affiliate owners and uh, coaches. But we also want to have quality stuff because the last thing you want is to have a tourniquet that you're needing and somebody's bleeding and you put it on and tighten it down and the windlass breaks and now it's just a shoestring. So we want to make sure that we have quality parts in there and we're working on developing that. So um, being a SWAT uh, medic, I had a lot of my officers carry what we would call an IFAC, I-F-A-K, IFAC. That's an individualized first aid kit. Now, using that acronym, we're developing three um, treatment kits or first aid kits. And these kits are um, going to be, they're going to be based off of that one. So the IFAC will be changed to an AFAC, A-F-A-K. That's an athlete first aid kit. So it'll be small enough as a utility that somebody could throw in their gym bag and it would be there. You're going to be able to treat basically yourself or one person with it, you know, for a bleed, for a hand tear. Um, we'll, we'll have um, some minor treatment stuff in it. The medium size up from that will be the CFAC. And if you think really hard, you can see how creative I got there. The coach's first <laughs> aid kit. Um, and that, that coach's first aid kit will be able to treat up to three people. We'll have one major treatment in there. Like, um, um, a tourniquet, um, you know, something like that. We'll have a heavy treatment in there, but the rest of it will be your generalized treatments for people. Um, we'll be going into some other stuff too, like a SAM splint and things like that with a bigger kit. But the CFAC, C-F-A-K, the coach's first aid kit, should still be able to fit into a gym bag or maybe a locker. It'll be a little larger than the other one, but it'll be um, a, a utility that all coaches will pretty much want to have. The big one, uh, we're going to call it the B-A- FAC. You can do with that acronym, whatever you want, but we're going to call it the big affiliate uh, first aid kit. And um, we're going to, we're going to do that. And it'll be able to treat up to three major injuries. Like we'll probably have three tourniquets in there, three SAM splints, three uh, slinging swaths. We'll have three major things. And then there'll be enough to treat maybe uh, five to 10 other injuries like hand tear scrapes, you know, stuff like that. We're going to have these available. Um, we're trying to get them branded right now and figure out what would be the most economical way to do this. You know, again, this is about helping the community at large. It's not about getting rich. It's not about making something incredibly unique that is only going to be able to be purchased one place. But uh, one of the primary purposes of these kits is not only do you buy it the one time and you can use it, that you should be able to access the materials that are in it quickly to replace them should you use them without having to buy a brand new kit. So that's, that's the purpose behind it. Um, and we, yeah, we just want to make sure that it's, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be beneficial and accessible to everybody. I'm glad you spelled that out because I thought you were cussing at me at first. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> with yeah, you, I, you like, never know. I like having, uh, I like having those kits available. I also think there's some opportunities um, and I don't know if you've thought about it yet for getting some affordable AEDs into people's facilities. I, um, I'm fortunate enough to have my insurance through RRG and mm -hmm. RRG actually offers a discount for affiliate owners to get an AED, um, for about, you know, a little less than a thousand dollars, which is a really good price because yeah. they're super expensive. Um, and I know that probably the affiliate, um, discount program. I, I'm, I'm going to butcher the acronym, but you know how they're creating some discounts for affiliates. And yes. stuff. There's some way you guys can join forces to get an AED on that, you know, on that docket would be amazing. Cause I think a lot of people understand the necessity for it, but just are not willing to spend the money on it yes. for it to sit yes. on the wall. Yes. And you know, uh, it's, it's funny you bring that up. I have been thinking about lately. I knew that RRG had a process and I didn't know if it was a lease or a discount for an AED, but I thought about reaching out to them. Um, I'm trying to get the channels down to who I need to speak with directly about it uh, to offer a class, whether it's online or, you know, um, we do a specific class for RRG two to three times a year. Maybe we do it at the games. Maybe we do it at Waterpalooza. Um, but what we, what we want to do with that is I, I want to make sure that it benefits everybody because they're giving you this uh, piece of equipment you're spending a thousand dollars on a piece of equipment and there's no training to go behind it. So if we, we can't assume that a standard CPR class is going to give you the knowledge you need 
for a particular environment that, you know, it's going into a, an affiliate. It's a very specific environment and there's a very specific situation that you're going to use this AED. And so why not train for it? So, uh, yes, I am. I am um, in the process of trying to figure out who I need to talk to about that and, and who to reach out to, because I do want to make a specific AED course, whether again, whether it's online or whether we do an actual in-person, um, it would be a part of that. Um, or if somebody takes this course, it would be very specific and we will mention RRG about it and what they're doing. And maybe they can apply that towards their lease process or insurance premiums or, or whatever it might be. But yes. Yeah. I love it. And it's, it's meant to be uh, an in-person course, I take it, correct? Yes. Yes. We want to be, um, I have access right now to a lot of uh, CPR mannequins. CPR, you know, you can, <laughs> you can see a hundred different TV shows and movies do CPR. Anybody that's done CPR can tell you that is not accurate. So these these CPR uh, mannequins that we do will give some, and I'm, I'm not going to put it out there right now because I, 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 it needs to be a surprise and somebody needs to have that that feeling. But they give a very specific tactile feedback for chest compressions that everybody needs to feel, and it needs to be explained to them. Because you know, um, if somebody if somebody's injured or they go into a uh, cardiac arrest. The last thing you want to do in your mind is cause more damage or injury to this person. But CPR by its nature is pretty barbaric to what it yeah. does to the body. And it needs to be in order to facilitate the change that'll keep somebody alive. So, um, and that, that's where I feel like, you know, there's, there's going to be some uh, very specific atmospheres and very specific body types inside of CrossFit that are going to change that a little bit. So it would be, uh, beneficial for somebody to know that before they get into it. Oh, well, I, I did this on a, uh, a um, Teddy Ruxpin doll. Boy, I just dated myself, didn't I? Um, <laughs> did it on this this stiff teddy bear down here, and it, it doesn't feel anything like that. I, I must be going too hard, or I'm not going hard enough, and it's, it's easier for somebody that has done it, somebody that's familiar with the area that they're working in, to go into this and explain what they're feeling and what this is going to be. So yes, it is designed to be a uh, two day in core or in person course. And there's going to be a whole lot of hands-on a whole lot of skills development in it all the way down to first aid bandaging, sling and swath. My design for this is to be very, very medically based, but founded in the CrossFit arena. So that's what we want. Now, presumably if this thing blows up, becomes, you know, accredited by CrossFit and you get CEUs for your level three and it's something that, you know, affiliate owners are signing up for every weekend. You're clearly not cloning yourself. Is there a process for people to maybe get on board that have a medical background that maybe want to help you facilitate these sessions? Yes, that's a... Uh, that's, a uh, that's a great question. I'm glad that you asked it. Um, so we're going to have... Uh, while I'm working on this, uh, the, the seminars themselves and the layout and the structure, I've also been simultaneously working on an area for onboarding seminar staff. Um, and we will, we're going to lay this out so that it follows basically the same layout as like your level one, level two. So it'll be uh, three instructors. And what we'll do with that one instructor is going to be the flow master that will control everything. The flow master for these seminars will be a little different from your level ones in that they will be um, one of the, uh, I think we call them the elite instructors on my ASHI training center. And they'll be the ones that can actually issue you your certification because your CPR card you can print out and carry in your wallet. It won't say CrossFit. It will be an actual accredited certification. So you can take that and, and your flow master will be the one on day two that'll be inputting all of this if you're passing your tests so that you have it by the end of the evening. So they have, they'll, they'll have a lot more on their shoulders. I have within my medical team that goes and does these events with me, um, I, I have probably about 15 people who are already ASHE level four instructors. This resource is already here. And the reason that this this uh, seminar, this um, business, I guess, or um, the Medic RX actually came about is because we recognized a need for the community and we already have the talent and experience to apply. It. So all we needed was a layout and a structure for that to happen. And that's what we're working on now. So, yes, um, obviously, if we end up in a situation where we're doing three to four seminars every weekend, um, 
I'm going to need more people. So what we're doing is we're going to be bringing people on uh, with medical experience, whether that's an EMT, whether it's a nurse, whether it's a doctor, a physician that wants to get involved with this. And they will go through the same onboarding process with ASHI to get their level four. They'll have to be observed teaching. Uh, so that would probably be a fourth person that will show up at some of these seminars and we'll allow them to observe the first one then probably teach a module, the second one, and then work their way into it from there and they'll have to be approved. But the only difference being that I'm going to require that these people onboard with the Medic RX, but they will also have to onboard with ASHI to keep our accreditation at the level that it wants um, or that it requires. I, and, and that's what I want. I want, you know, honesty, professionalism, and integrity to be an entire um, community aspect to the actual seminar staff for this. So that's what we're working at right now. Cool. Love it. Awesome. So I'm excited for you. I think this is a, this is a really neat endeavor. I know you and I have talked before about just some side hustle stuff that we've always kind of dreamt of cooking up and, and this one's really rocking and rolling for you. So I'm, I'm happy for that. And, uh, you know, wish you all the continued success. I want to get into some just personal details very quickly because you were recently, when we saw you in West Coast, you were planning an engagement proposal yeah. thing. Talk about that a little bit. And, and now you're married. Yeah. Um, well, I had uh, wanted to, um, I, I'd wanted to ask my, my girlfriend, we'd been together for a while. Uh, I wanted to ask her a uh, uh, question everybody kind of comes to. Um, and she was going to go to West Coast with me, but she had recently changed jobs. She's a nurse and she wasn't um, wasn't approved for the for the um, time off to come work West Coast. So I wanted to take that event and make the question special. So I, I reached out to some friends that were there, um, games athletes, Noah. Um, Noah Olson and um, his missus were kind enough to help me, uh, as well as the Buttery Bros. Frazier and Sammy helped me. Um, Nicole, um, I had a, a lot of people that um, stood out that wanted to help and wanted to make it special, but I didn't feel like it needed to all be that. So I used a lot of my med team members to help as well. And we went in different areas of the venue. And each one of the each one of the the words in the question, somebody held a different sign for, and I put all that together in a um, a little um, like presentation. And then uh, two weeks later, uh, we when I was home, we had gone up on the lake with some friends, and I'd already arranged this, and I had the ring ready, and uh, I uh, <laughs> had uh, waited for for her to come in and um, get on the boat, and I handed the phone to a friend of mine, and I and the entire goal of this was for her to say, Hey, you got to check these pictures out. Josh took, um, from, from West coast. I don't think you've seen them, which she sees all my pictures. So she kind of knew something was <laughs> up right then. So, um, she went, went through it and saw that and I caught her completely, completely off guard, but yeah, it, uh, it, it benefited well, benefited well. Awesome. And obviously she said yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And your wedding was just a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Or month ago? Uh, yeah. Yeah, October, about a month. Um, so okay. we actually had an entire process planned out and um, COVID ate that. Some things changed. Uh, we were going to go to Yosemite and Elope and uh, that kind of that process kind of fell through. Uh, we ended up saying, you know what, we've got the um, we've got the time off already. Uh, we have the travel ready and laid out. Let's just find somewhere that we can go for the weekend and make this happen. I said, all right, that works for me. So we went to Florida, <laughs> went to Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, uh, went down there. It was nice. It was warm. It was a great weekend, uh, given that it was raining and frosting here in Tennessee. Uh, it was very nice to go down there. Um, it, it was an adventure. Uh, <laughs> our flight got delayed. We missed the first uh, rendezvous with the, um, with the uh, judge to, to do the process. So we, we kind of did a reverse honeymoon slash elopement like our honeymoon came okay. first and then the next day that he was available was on a Monday that we were flying home so we got up that morning we went to the courthouse we already had our paperwork and stuff done uh, we paid our fees we did our um, we did our little um, ceremony thing 
said our vows, got done, and then boarded a plane and came home because our honeymoon had already happened. So, yeah, it was kind of backwards, but, you know, it was fun and it was um, it was just for us and, and nobody else was there. It was just us and it was it was a great weekend. And I still have a bone to pick with you because at Granite Games, you told me you were never getting married again. You were throwing me off the scent. <laughs> I don't know why, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. Nobody knew it was coming. And that's what I wanted. Um, I needed it to be because I, as you can tell, I have a hard time keeping my mouth shut. So uh, I figured if I just owned that, hey, no, this is never happening. No, never doing it. Then I, I would it would have to be a surprise at that point. And it worked. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Well, you got a lot of exciting stuff going on and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about it with us. Um, anything we can do to help you, you know, get it out there. We'll certainly put the links in the, in the show notes below on YouTube and, uh, and get people excited about it. And we'll just wait to hear, you know, how things go and when, when your first seminar is going to happen. I really appreciate the time uh, just getting it out there. I think, you know, um, people, when they hear something like this, uh, the de devil's in the details. So uh, the more I can get the details out like this, the better. So that um, that was just that's that's been a huge benefit. So I, I really appreciate your time. Uh, both of you have been super supportive of everything I've ever done. So <laughs> I can, uh, can't say that enough, but thank you. You're welcome, buddy. You're welcome, man. You're one of the good ones. Yep. If you could just uh, top that up and forward that in an email to me, it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got it. Have a great day, Josh. Thanks a lot. Uh -huh. We'll see you guys. Yeah, bye, Josh. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.